Hello and welcome to tonight's production of Hit the Bricks Episode 5. To see artwork for tonight's programming, follow us at Hit the Bricks Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Our show is intended for all ages, but may portray scenes that are rather intense for some audience members. You can find a full list of content warnings as well as transcripts at hitthebricks.com. Stick around for Curtain Call where we will present a preview of the hit Ozcast, Down the Yellow Brick Pod, diving into the history, secrets, and context of L. Frank Baum's work. Now, we rejoin Jessie as she wanders through a stormy mountain in search of her cousin. snow really isn't letting up. I can hardly see anything. Wallace? I love that song. Wait, I know that song?
Excuse me? Excuse me? What? Can't you see I'm trying to practice my breakdancing? Um, it's, uh, ju it's just that I've never seen someone so glowy before. And I've seen a lot of weird stuff over the past few days. But a glowing person breakdancing to my favorite band over a boombox in the Gillikin Mountains? It easily wins! My name's Alice. Now. Let me finish tearing it up to the song and we can chat like two normal... Ugh. Oh man, it's over. And that was Aunt Jane's nieces with their latest track. Before the break, we told you guys that we are giving away tickets to their upcoming farewell tour to the 39th person who called. And we have our lucky caller on the line right now. Caller, can you hear me? Oh, oh my gosh, yes, hi. I know that voice. What's your name, caller? This is Louise Lachlan from San Francisco. I love your show. Louise! Well, Louise, you just won yourself three tickets to the farewell tour. Who are you taking? I guess one of my folks to chaperone and my best friend, Jessica. Jesse, I hope you're not listening so I can surprise you. But if you are, I miss you. I guess that's all. Wait, get it back. I need to hear more. That was my best friend. Sorry, Toots. The solar flare carrying it from the outside world is past. I've got to find another station. <sighs> I didn't mean to bother you. I'm just looking for my cousin, Wallace. Did you see a boy about my age and height running through here? You're the only person I've seen in weeks. What are you doing out here in the middle of nowhere? In the cold! Aren't you afraid of getting sick? Sick? Oh, you think I'm a human! <laughs> nah, I'm a fairy. Name's Aurora Borealis. But you can call me Alice. I'm Jessie. Wait. Aurora Borealis? As in the Northern Lights? You must be who I'm looking for! You can help me find the Witch of the North! I can't help anyone do anything. I'm under strict orders to wait for my informant. But that's the thing. Your informant is missing. I'm here to tell you, and the Witch of the North, about what's going on in Emerald City. Listen, kid. I take my duty very seriously. I'm not going to just take you to the Witch because you say so. Take it seriously? You were breakdancing two seconds ago. And as long as I'm waiting, I'll spend that time as I please. Please, you have to help me. Jellia told me that the Good Witch of the North might be my only hope in getting myself and my cousin home. She said that her contact, who I'm guessing is your informant, what was her name? Polychrome. Never showed up, and then she- Polychrome? Jellia told you that? Yes. Right after we escaped from the palace. If Polly never made it to the Emerald City, that would explain why she never came back. She must be captured. So you believe me? I I'm starting to. But if you're right, I still can't just take you to the Good Witch. Polychrome is my cousin. So now I have to find her. So we're in a similar boat. Well... Maybe I saw her in the Emerald City. What does she look like? She's one of the Daughters of the Rainbow. She's made up of a prism of light and colors. You'd know her right away. Anyone would. That's why she disguised herself as a bird. 
so she could infiltrate the palace. By any chance, was she turned into a little canary? Yes. You did see her. What did you do to her? Nothing! She was captured in a cage in the palace, but my cousin rescued her from the pumpkins. Wallace went off following her around here, and that's when he went missing. She seems to be stuck in that form, too, because she stayed a canary. Wherever they are, they're probably together, and our best chance of finding them is doing it together. This whole cousin quest seems a bit too good to be true. But you seem pretty harmless, and I have some magic, and you don't, so... What's the worst that can happen? That's a better response than I was fearing. Which way should we go? Well, I did smell fire earlier. It's possible they made some sort of camp. The smoke was coming from this direction. Follow me. This isn't a camp. It's runes. What building was this? I'm not sure. It must have been cloaked by magic until before, because I've never seen it. Whatever it was, it was destroyed recently. Yeah, look at the size of those glowing embers. Wait. Those aren't embers. Those are giant rubies. Then this must be... Oh no. Lurleen? Lurleen? Are you here? I'm over here, Jessica. Thank goodness you're alright. Yeah, but I'm the only one. Look at the state of this place. My home. It's gone. Who would do something like this? I'm so sorry. The only upside is that it doesn't look like anyone was here, so... My parents and the castle staff are all gone. I don't know where they would be. Well, um, I found the Northern Lights. This is Aurora Borealis. She's who we're supposed to meet. Alice, this is Lurleen. Lurleen? Like the fairy who gave Oz its magic? My parents named me after her, hoping she'd bestow upon me her blessing. As you can tell, I'm leading a very charmed life right now. Alice's cousin, Polychrome, is a resistant informant that never met Jellia in Emerald City. And that's because she was that canary that Wallace rescued. Alice will take us to the Good Witch of the North if we can find Wallace and Polychrome. Well, good luck. There's a heavy fog rolling in. We won't be able to see anything past the valley. I don't have time to argue. Jesse, we gotta go. Just give me a sec, okay? Lurleen, you know that the Witch of the North is our only hope right now. Come on. It'll be okay. I promise. You can't promise me that. After I got involved with you guys, bad things started happening. To you. It's because of me. I'm... I'm a jinx. Besides, I was so mean to Wallace. And he was right. Just like you said he was. Listen. Bad things were happening to me way before I met you. Wallace doesn't seem like a type to hold a grudge, but he won't be able to hold anything if his hands are frozen off. All right. I'm ready now. Lead the way. I can't see anything. Alice, aren't you able to create more light? 
I mean, you're the Northern Lights and you're all glowy, right? Yes, but my power mostly manifests in the atmosphere, which we currently cannot see. Well, Lurleen, what about you? Can't you do something? What did you have in mind? Want me to dig into the snow and see if snowbells sprout? I read about a scientist who engineered plants that glow in the dark. Surely you can do something like that. There are plenty of plants in Oz that glow, but I can't make something from nothing. I need seeds or leaves or buds or petals or- Okay. Sorry. Man, they didn't leave any tracks either. Wait. Alice, your cousin is probably looking for you too. And if she's still trapped in bird form, she's probably looking for your light above the clouds and fog. You could still create a flare over the clouds that leads here, right? That's a pretty big assumption to make, Jesse. But alright, let's try it. Here's hoping that Polly's flying high. Did it work? I think so. There should be a nice trail up above those clouds right about now. Here, birdie, birdie, birdie! Don't patronize her. She's enchanted, not stupid. Polly! Is that you? (laughs) What is it? Does Polly want a cracker? Where's Wallace? She wants us to follow her. This way. Whoa! How did we miss this little farm? Because it's abandoned, so there are no lights to break through the fog and mist. Look! Someone's standing in the yard. Hey! Excuse me? Jesse, look. It's just a marble statue. Why would anyone have a marble statue of some old lady? Maybe it's a memorial or monument. She seems... so stoic. Come on. Wallace must be inside. Wallace! He's... he's so cold! He's just passed out. The cold must have taken a lot out of him. We have to build a fire. There's no wood! Leave that to me. There's some old kindling in the grate. Watch this. What about Polly? We can't leave her like this. Hmm. Strange. There's a dark spell keeping her trapped in her bird form. Magic's like fingerprints. It carries an identity. And the spell placed on her feels like it's by the same person who turned that old lady outside into stone. Wait, that's an actual person out there? I can't do anything to help Granny, but I think this spell is breakable. Alice, take that pot out into the yard and fill it with snow. Only halfway. Once it melts, it'll take up more space. Alright. Be right back. Come on, Polly. You can be my lookout. Jesse, we have to talk. We're in over our heads here. This house is a witch's den. There are ingredients on all the shelves, and a big cauldron on the fireplace. I'm pretty sure that lady outside was Mombi. Who? Right, you're not from here. Mombi was the Wicked Witch of the North. She kidnapped Princess Ozma at birth and held her prisoner here. Mombi had all of her magical power taken away from her by Glinda as a punishment. And now it looks like the old witch was turned into a statue by... Well... Whoever's trapped Polychrome in that bird form, and probably the same person who filled Jack's head with spiders. If we keep going on this journey, we're looking at some major trouble. 
The Good Witch of the North is the only chance I have to get home and be with my mom and sibling again. Wallace, too. And if someone is attacking witches, even former ones, then they might have gone after your mom. You're in danger regardless, Lurline. We need help. Alright, here's the snow. Put it in the cauldron and be careful not to let any fall into the fire. Now, you said that Polly turned herself into a canary originally and now she's stuck in that form? Yes. She learned the spell from her time as a prisoner of a giantess. Never mind that. I think the reason she's still a canary is because she can no longer speak in any way but like a bird. And therefore, she can't say the magic words that'll transform her back into a fairy. Or for that matter, report what she saw to anyone. There were some lemon seeds in the cupboard that I can turn into full lemons, and there was a vat of honey in there as well. Once the snow in the pot melts, I'll add all of this together, and we'll have a tea capable of giving Polychrome back her voice. What about Wallace? He's fine. Now, everyone, this'll just take a minute. You seem to be nervous, Captain. I hate being kept waiting. Sissy is late. Planning a coup keeps a girl busy. The protection spell that keeps the royal family safe is still intact. Luring Queen Ozma the Righteous and Prince Oz the Regal out of the palace took some work. But now that they're dead, Oz should be ours. You never were much of a patient sort. I loathe this. You know she's just going to appear out of the shadows, which I always hate, and... Like this. Ah! Yes? You know how that puts me on edge. Good. If you're not on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Spare me. What's going on? Why did you summon us? I have found our fourth cardinal witch. Who is it, sissy? A promising witch from the north. Oh? Did Galat finally fold? No, I'm afraid not. She's still keeping most of her power beyond our influence, and using the rest of her magic to keep it that way. All that time pressuring her. Wasted. Mm, Not entirely. If I recall, you did get a very pretty hat out of that one particular encounter. Sissy, who is replacing Glinda? Do not say her name so cavalierly in front of me. Not after what she has done. She has to be stopped, I agree, but it's been a long time. Surely you don't hold that fear over her still. Fear? No. Glinda's strength lies in her cunning, which means instead of a fair fight, we must be ready for trickery. That brings me to our fourth sister, Mombi. 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 Can't say I've ever heard of her. I have. She's a fanatic who's obsessed with joining our ranks, but last I checked, she has no extraordinary talent. I don't think she even has a castle. How droll. Is she beautiful? That doesn't matter. She has what it takes to infiltrate the palace and infiltrate royal security. How are you so sure she can fool the guard? Because 
She's she already, already fooled, fooled you. you. <laughs> You're not sissy. <laughs> Correct. My name is Mombi. I am the Wicked Witch of the North. Who gave you that title? Who are you to insert yourself into our ranks, you insignificant hag? She is my protege. Ah! You know I hate it when you appear from the shadows like that! Sissy, I don't mean to question your rule. I do! That day that Oz became a fairyland, we were all blessed with magic that manifested in unique ways. Besides a general mastery of the craft, we all had special abilities. Your command of shadows, mine of animals, babies of terraforming, even Glinda's command of storms. That greatness is what sets us apart from common witches. Mombi's gift of transformation magic is, to put it lightly, nothing short of extraordinary. Cultivated and encouraged, she makes a fine sister among us. Sissy, can we really do it? You have so little faith in me after all these years. The protection spell is just a technicality at this point. Pastoria the Frail was never meant to rule. If the four of us march on the palace together, the spell will surely break, and we can destroy the new king. What about Glinda? She will be watching us. She's not to be taken lightly. Glinda is wise and powerful, but so is our leader. Brown noser. Let me be frank, Mombi. I don't like you. I don't trust you. I don't know you. I'd sooner lose an eye than allow our sisterhood to be so easily disappointed. I have nothing but loyalty and admiration for the coven. I'd sooner be struck down than to disappoint you. If I ever betray your trust, may I be turned into stone right where I stand. I can do that right now and save us all the trouble, if you'd like. Enough. The spell can only be broken with all four of us. All we need is the right opportunity, and then I will rule over Oz with you, my sisters, by my side. Thank you, your highness. What will we do with Glinda? so fond of that fountain. Let's throw her into it and stop her from resurfacing. You leave Glinda to me. I think a little family reunion is just what she needs. This episode starred Michelle Agresti, PJ Scott Blankenship, Kaylee Marrera, Lucille Valentine, Gavin Gaddis, Tori Douglas, Megan Charlau, M. Montuani, Emma Sherjarko, and Q. Dyer. It was written and directed by PJ Scott Blankenship, executive produced and sound designed by Chad Ellis, music by Catherine Haas, A.P. Harbor, Jeff Ball, and Black Kite, recording engineering by Brandon Krugel and Chad Ellis, Story editing by T.H. Ponders. Transcripts by Aaron M. Speckley. Art by Chandler Candela. Audio consulting and cleanup by Sage GC and Travis Reeves. Magic consulting by Jordan Burress. Special thanks to Davis Walden and Multitude. And now for a preview of a nonfiction love letter to L. Frank Baum's work, 
down the yellow brick pod. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Hello, I'm Tara. And I'm MK. And we are the hosts of Down the Yellow Brick Pod, your podcast that winds down many a yellow brick rabbit hole into the illustrious Ozverse. We consider ourselves two contemporary rainbows obsessed with preserving Oz's rich history while reimagining Oz for future generations. This podcast has become our therapeutic escape during this global pandemic, filling us with spiritual medicine down our yellow brick roads as we treat the original L. Frank Baum text as sacred for our season one, currently available wherever you listen to podcasts. We are unpacking one chapter per weekly episode and also have bonus episode interviews with Madame. <laughs> Madame. <laughs> Madame. 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 Madame President of the Oz Club, Jane Albright, <laughs> Sue Boland, a historian on L. Frank Baum's mother in law, women's right unsung hero, Matilda Jocelyn Gage, C. Sharp extraordinary poet and author of The Swagger of Dorothy Gale and Other Filthy Ways to Strut, and Curtis Brown, NYC-based photographer visionary behind the high-profile Broadway Celebrates Oz project, as well as monthly interactive episodes called Down the Yellow Brick Crossroads, where we share conversations with invested listeners. We love invested listeners. We sure do. Outside of the podcast, we are Ruby Red roommates at Astoria, New York, and multi-hyphenate arts workers, keeping creativity flowing through the Zoom screen. Right now, M is teaching guitar, voice, and other instruments virtually through the New York City Guitar School, and I'm teaching theater at odd hours in China via Zoom, as well as running a community for femme-identifying artists called The Circlehood. We are so here for Hit the Bricks and how they are reinterpreting Oz and radio drama today for new audiences. We love being their podcast neighbors and when our bricks collide. This holiday season, we are releasing our Patreon for bonus perks, music videos, and Oz nerdum to share with our listeners. Stay tuned. In the new year, we will launch our season two in which we will make the classic MGM movie our long and lush film study as the focus of the season, along with other musical adaptations, including The Wiz. Come follow us on Instagram for a virtual scrapbook component to our episodes, giveaways, announcements, and more. Until then, enjoy Hit the Bricks and thanks for being a part of the Oz community. Subscribe to Down the Yellow Brick Pod in the podcatcher of your choice to listen to dozens of episodes. Good night, and see you in Oz.